0: Any second now. All right, this is the Movie Man of Georgia show. Thank you for tuning in today. We are going to talk about the greatest showman. Now, this movie stars Hugh Jackman, Zac Efron, and Keila Settle, among others. And so, I'm going to go ahead and jump into some of the technical type stuff and the stuff you can Google and find out. This movie grossed $435 million. Now, let's put that in perspective of other movies, and you can see how successful this was. Compared to re- recent movie musicals, Cats made $10.7 Hamilton made a little bit more than The Greatest Showman at $649.9 The one that tops the cake, though, is Wicked, making... $1.3 billion, that's with a B, dollars. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot of money right there. Uh, now, that's globally, though, for Wicked. I think the others are domestic. Now, the cast of this movie, as I stated earlier, has Hugh Jackman. He plays P.T. Barnum, and he's best known as The Wolverine, all the X-Men movies, as well as Logan. He was in Real Steel and he was in Swordfish. He has been in tons of movies and he's actually touring, or was touring, touring, doing uh, singing as well. Now this Nigs big actor is Zac Efron. He plays Philip Carlisle and he's best known for the High School Musical, Hairspray and for Seventeen Again. Then we have Zendaya, I probably pronounced that wrong, but we're going to say it anyway. That's Anne Wheeler, and she was best known for Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, Dune, and this TV series, Shake It Up. And then there's tons of actors in here, tons of good actors. But another one I wanted to note is Keila Settle. and She plays the bearded lady in this movie, Leda Lutz. And she's known for Rent. Get Ready for Nikki, and Ms. Aral's Broadway. And the reason why I wanted to mention her is because she has a Broadway Broadway career and is well known for that. Now, with all that being stated, I wanted to raise a question. I'm going to get your opinion on it once I kind of tone in to it. Are today's movie musicals the new opera? And the reason I ask this is because we're starting to see more and more and more musicals being released. And I'm wondering if it's the evolution of the opera into digital format. But some people would argue that it's not opera because opera is just music. Opera is a a specific genre of music. And musicals, while you have a lot of music in them, There is also a lot of dialogue. So they say that takes away from it, and then the second argument that they make is that there's a lot of dancing and there's a lot of cast dancing, whereas in the opera you use the ballet and you use the dancing as kind of like an intermission. So my first question before we even jump into the movie is do you think that this is a form of modern opera, or do you see it more as being a film with music in it.
1: <clears throat> well, great question, and that, of course pointed to me. And as always, what's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us. I, uh, from my perspective and from my two cents, I think it's more the latter. Honestly, I, I don't really view this as an opera. Actually, even as you were talking, just the overall this uh, discussion, the overall introduction of it, it uh, reminds me a lot. At least in somewhat of like the way it's filmed, like the actual, the way the music within the movie progresses of almost like of a Baz Lerman piece. Like it's very, uh, flamboyant, but I guess it has to be given, given the source material. But, uh, it, for my two cents for that now, I don't, I don't, I don't really think maybe overarching as far as like a big picture answer, there could be an argument there, but at least pertaining to this movie, I don't think it's trying to be an opera. No, I think it's more just trying to be, um, pass along its message and be lighthearted instead of heavy handed.
0: I, 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 on the other hand, have this different point of view. I had the other side of it, and it's not that I see it as being a traditional opera. I see it as being a modernization of the opera because people aren't going out to operas anymore. People do go to Broadway. Uh, but mm. Then again, Broadway you have the dialogue as well as the music. My argument was that. Uh, traditional opera has had to adapt and that with that adaptation is where we get our modern-day musicals. And one of the reasons why I say that is if you look at this movie and you look at the way that the lighting was done in this this movie, it has a very theatrical uh, style to it. It has a very theatrical ambiance, whereas opposed to a movie... Where yet yeah, you already know that you're in a theater, uh, a cinematic type thing. But they try to go more towards realism, whereas this movie goes more towards theater. That was that was my main argument. But we can agree to disagree. That's that's a good thing about the show. Yeah, part of the greatness of the movie. Yep. So the next thing I was going to talk about before we take our break and we kind of dive into what each person thought about the movie, is I wanted to go ahead and talk about does this really portray the real true story of P.T. Barnum and Barnum and Bailey. Uh, uh, First off, there is no Bailey in this movie, so it's just P.T. Barnum before Barnum and Bailey. Now, there's a couple of points here, and I don't know if you know all these. I know you that she you said your wife loves this movie, so she might actually enjoy some of these points. The first thing is that throughout this movie, you notice there's a character named Philip Carlisle, major, major character in the story. In real life, there was no Philip Carlisle. That man does not exist. It was made up specifically for this movie, and specifically to meet the demand of a love interest which is kind of funny because the love interest is Zendaya's character, who is also a complete fictional character, did not ever have a uh, person in the circus by that name. So the character and the love interest and both of the characters that are tied to the love interest are fake. Now, the next thing about how close it is to the real life story of pt barnum is they portray kind of like this thing where he's on the verge of this financial ruin throughout the whole movie they try to make him look like he's a pauper and that he's making a side hustle through the circus and that's not really the case in real life in real life he was a very successful man he did very well the only time that he actually had financial ruin was when they had kind of like a mini depression of three years. And he he did have some problems in that that three-year period of time. But then after that, he bounced right back. So the portrayal that he was financially struggling, that he wasn't a successful man, that he had to prove himself, while that might have been true on a certain level, for the most part, he was okay. Now, the next point is that there was an outrage in the movie over the theater, and I'm going to take a break and get your thoughts on this in a second. There's a mo- There's an outrage over the theater. Now, theaters were considered to be dens of sin by many individuals, and here's where I'm going to take a pause. Do you know why they were considered to be dens of sin, Art?
1: Uh, do off the top? Honestly, no. Not without doing that 21st century thing and cheating and, and Googling it.
0: Okay, uh, I had to yeah, actually, do the 21st century thing and Google it.
1: They, they, uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, theaters usually back in that time were were tied kind of to the brothels, and, and they also had material that was being portrayed in them that went against the Christian values of that time. It kind of butted heads with the the church, and it kind of butted heads with normal society and so if you think about the different things that were in the theater you're like you could say yeah i could see that because these were plays that pushed the envelope and did new things i mean the first the first actual cinema picture was of a train and it freaked people out so much that they thought the train was coming at them that that people stayed away from the theaters for a short period of time It, it, it kind of freaked them out there so there was outrage because they thought it was a den sin. And add add that comment, add the, the negativity to now you have a bunch of, and excuse the term, but this is the term back then, freaks and grotesque people. And all the, all the characters that were part of the circus, you can see how there would be a heightened tension. It's kind of like ball, throwing fuel on the fire. Uh, I got two more points and then we'll get into the actual movie. The next part of whether or not this portrays a real life movie is that. E.T. Barnum did not start the circus as a young man and I never knew this. I always thought he was a young man and he kind of like that was his whole life's work. But he didn't start the circus until he was 60 years old. And he didn't join up with Bailey until six years after that. So he was 66 years old when Barnum and Bailey actually formed. Now those are the those are the things as far as like the facts in the movie and the things that happened and the things that didn't happen in real life. Now the last thing I'm going to mention is there is a, a and this is not a spoiler by any means there is a certain connection between Hugh Jackman and Ginny Lynn in this movie. And Ginny Lynn is an opera singer. Now, this is a pretty well known fact for this movie that she does not do her own music. She does not sing her own music. Her own music is sung by Lauren Aldred, who was a, a finalist on the third season of The Voice. That's where the music comes from. So those are all the little facts and tips and things pertaining to this movie. And we're going to continue on and talk about what our overall thoughts were of this movie. Art, since this is your wife's favorite movie, I'm going to let you have it and tell tell the audience the good, the bad, and the ugly of this movie.
1: Well, all right. As a. As you guys well know, and I'm no, uh, I'm not shy about it. I'm definitely a fan of the freaks. Just part pardon the term, I, uh, I'm definitely a fan of anything having to do with the Island of Misfit Toys. To bring the wrong holiday reference, um, I will say as far as far as musicals go, to keep it actually within the genre itself, I think this film did a great job at paving the way for the success of films like uh, Rocket Man that came out in 2019. Mamma Mia came out in 2018, the year after this. And I think at least part of their success had to do with the the actual success, so to speak, of this movie. Uh, one thing I will say that I know Doug alluded to, but to make clear from the jump, uh, you yeah, of course you can go to good old IMDb slash Google and verify, not to be Captain Obvious with it, but know that this is definitely, as most musicals, this is definitely one of these movies where when it comes to the actual critics, like the Siskels and Eberts, et cetera, et cetera, Critics Slam based this movie back when it came out, they liked purely the music, like the actual songs that got turned into singles. Actually the irony is, I mean, Christine and I were driving home yesterday and Pink's rendition of one of the songs played on the radio on our local pop station driving home. So they love the music itself. When it comes to the actual movie, they tore it apart. But keep in the back of your mind that, that the main point I would make, at least regarding that, that this isn't this is definitely one of those suspend your disbelief kind of movies. This isn't a this isn't a biography. It's a musical. Like this isn't like a real life so-called portrayal of P. T. Barnum and Barnum and Bailey. It's it's basically about that overall message of uh, you know, we're beautifully broken, that even then that we can do things well, that everybody has a place. Um, which at least from my own part is probably what attracted me to this specific musical so well is because I mean that's a fantastic message. It's something we can all relate to, the the universality of it. Uh, as far as now within the movie itself, like we've said, for a couple other movies, but this one fits the bill. It is absolutely gorgeous, not just to listen to, but to watch. The cinematography, at least in like recent movie memories, is just, is just gorgeous. Like I alluded to, those of you who are familiar with, uh, with Baz Luhrmann, and I mean that in the best of ways, this, even though it was a musical, brought to mind the same kind of scenery as uh, Moulin Rouge, or is even going back to his rendition of Romeo and Juliet with Leo DiCaprio. Uh, it's just fantastic to watch. Like it'll, it'll probably from like the first frame. It's just one of those that uh, holds your attention and sucks you in and doesn't let go. Uh, I remember, you know, of course, being in the theater with my better half in twenty seventeen, all all pre pandemic, of course, when this dropped. And even uh, people around me at the time, like you could, you could tell the aura of like better halves and boyfriends and husbands that were dragged along by their better halves that so they don't want to do You know, they want to do Schwarzenegger and Chuck Norris. They don't want to do a musical, but I mean, 20 minutes into the movie they were laughing along and clapping and wowing with all the rest of us. Uh, what this movie does, it does very well. Now, is it going to, is it like top 10 movies of all time? In my humble opinion. I mean, no, nowhere near, but the message it does, it does full bore hundred percent beyond a shadow of a doubt. And it's definitely worth a watch.
0: I'm glad that you brought up the message of the movie because I wanted to touch on that. That was one of my things I wanted to do later on because I believe there's three different messages that are brought kind of to the forefront with this movie. And the first one is finding the peace within yourself. Throughout this whole movie, you have people who have been looked down upon on society. You have people that have been labeled as a certain way or a certain type of person, and they've they've been belittled for it. And this movie, I believe, really brings the whole thing with don't worry about what other people are saying on the about you. They're in the outside part of the world. You have to deal with yourself and you have to deal with yourself daily. Be happy with who you are and let the rest fall into place. That's the first thing that I that I got out of this movie. The second thing that I got was, was that. The, uh, the world in the narrow mindedness of the world and the and the way that the world judges other people and the way that the world is quickly to turn on people. At the drop of time, uh, you, you can see this in the movie with the riots. You can see this with the applause. You can see it again with the riots. You can see it again with applause. There's a back and forth and back and forth and back and forth to show just how easily people are swayed. Now, the, the very last thing that I got. Is to notice the beauty within. Now you might say, well, isn't that finding peace within yourself? No, that's not. Finding peace with yourself is you're OK with 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 who you are, what makes up your characteristics, what your personality is. That's finding peace within yourself. Finding the beauty within is when you say, hey, I'm a beautiful person inside and outside. I'm happy with who I am and how I look physically inside and outside. That's that's what I mean about the beauty within. And I think that this movie kind of epitomizes those three points by bringing them so far to the front and shoving them in your face that you have to address them. What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, definitely given the overall themes of this movie, um, I wouldn't say don't take it to heart, but definitely, you know, keep, keep, keep that aspect of it in the back of your mind. I, uh, as you were talking, even about that, it, it made me think of a lot that uh, and for those who don't know, and of course, <clears throat> excuse me, let us preface this with a couple of things. As we say almost every week, but remain true, these aren't spoilers. And even such as I'm about to read for tidbits are brought to you by our fond folks, of course, at the Internet Movie Database. But a couple of a couple of things just that have, have been burning in my mind, like even ever since the start of the show. No pun intended. Did you know that uh, this specific film, this movie was like a pet project, like a favorite film that Hugh Jackman wanted to do? Uh, Like he'd been jonesing to make this movie as far back as 2009, uh, specifically. Uh, That, when I found out, blew my mind. The second thing being he said himself, like out of his mouth, his own words, that the only other specific movie role that he said he prepared harder for than this role for this movie was portraying Wolverine like in the movie Logan. Like he uh, he actually literally did his homework and read tons and tons of biographies about the circus and about uh, P.T. Barnum and all the intricacies of it. And that is the second thing that really, you know, this, at least for what it's trying to do, this is so much more than just like a floofy. I would say not every song, speaking of the actual, of course, music of the musical, not every song will do this. That's fair. But I mean, we're, we're what, four years and change on since its original release. And I still find myself like walking through the backyard humming tunes from this movie. Like, that's how good the music is. It's, uh, I really was just pleasantly surprised. Like I went into it, like most other folks, like I alluded to earlier, this, this is obviously more my bride's cup of tea more than mine. That's fair. But I went into it to, to ball the colloquialism, like the, the happy wife, happy life thing. You know what I mean? Like she, she nods and smiles and, and puts up with my like twilight zone marathons. So I did this, you know, shoes on the other foot. And that's kind of what I went into it with the mindset of, and I was blown away by how much, uh, not facetiously, I really enjoyed. it. Like to the point where we bought a physical copy. Uh, like it's uh, this is just fantastically done.
0: So uh, now we've reached the part of the show where we we're going to go into our rating. Now this is the last thing we do in the show, and our rating is based on four different things. It's based on how much it did in the box office, the entertainment value, the cinematography. And then the overall consensus as far as, like, the storytelling. So, the gross. It grossed $435 million, which is just under Hamilton and way, way, way above Pats. So, uh, that being considered, I'm going to have to give it a, a four out of five stars for the, the box office. Overall enjoyment of this movie gets a five. It is very rememberable. It is very entertaining. You can engage with it. It's very, very well done. Cinematography on this, that again gets a five. Because the way that they do the theatrical shots, the way they do the lighting, uh, the way that they make you feel like you're actually part of the circus and sitting in the audience watching the show is just spectacular. Overall enjoyment, overall storytelling, overall everything that's kind of thrown together. Um, oh, originality. That's what the fourth one was. I'm sorry. I've relapsed on myself. Originality. Is this an original movie? Is this an original musical? That one is a split in the road for me, and so I'm going to have to give it a three and a half. Because It's not really an original concept. There have been tons of movies about the circus. There's even a show from way back called The Greatest Show on Earth, which is very similar to this one. It's not a musical, however. So, that being stated, when I break it down, my overall rating for this movie is going to have to be A 4.4. So I'll round it up and I'll give it 4.5 stars, which is a very, very strong rating for a musical, but I think it's well deserved. Art, what is your assessment based on the gross, the originality, the cinematography, and the overall enjoyment?
1: All right, my turn for our version of the Fab Four. And uh, the box office, of course, as Doug alludes to, you know, what, what's the uh, cliche? The numbers don't lie. It speaks for itself. Did it do the best ever? Presumably, I, I mean, I would say no. It did tons better than everybody. I would presume if you're even any um, stretch of a movie fan, we all know that the, the newest, the Doug alluded to, the Cats new musical kind of absolutely tanked, so to speak. So it did miles ahead of that. Is it like the next... Uh, I don't know, Phantom of the Opera, or Oklahoma, by no means. So box office, I I would give it a strong, probably a strong four. Uh, And uh, originality for me, I think uh, between uh, good old Doug and I will a little bit agree to disagree. Is it original as far as like the actual story and background and being about the circus aspect? That's fair. No, not at all. To be and this and I'll be the first to freely admit, even myself, that I'm gonna walk that knife's edge and split hairs a little bit. Is it an original musical? Absolutely, I'd say, yeah. The the uh, every single song in the movie, I want to say there's like a dozen of them, were penned and written specifically by the same two that wrote all the music for La La Land back in 2016. Uh, and I do like that. Uh, the last thing that surprised me about this film is, even though, of course, it's set, if forgive me if I have it wrong, I want to say it's set in the 1800s. Even though it's set in that time period, they made an on-purpose point of mashing up genres, not just because of having like Zendaya in the film, but because they, uh, they didn't want to evoke the kind of memories. Like they didn't want to turn off 21st century audiences who, quote, don't like musicals and have them evoke instantly images of like all the Rodgers and Hammerstein classics. So even though it's set in that time period, it's very much like modern pop hip hop based. So I would give it a straw like a four and a half for originality just because of that point alone. Um, for the other two, this kind of somewhat bears repeating, but I mean, I'll go along with it. A uh, cinematography, yeah, I'd give a higher than a five if I could. Uh, absolutely, just like a couple weeks ago episode, one of the most beautiful things you can see, especially with you know, with the advent of streaming and how this HD technology has come through. It is just like if you have that means and capability, it is it is literally breathtaking. Uh, one last little key dork IMDb trivia fact part of that's happily because. Back when this film came out, for those who may or may not know, May 2017 was the final curtain call of the actual uh, Ringling Brothers Circus, only because of the audience upset. You know, we had come to find out about the mistreatment of the animals and things of that nature. But having said that, all the costumes you see them wear, especially like in the very beginning, the very end, like when they're all in group, quote, performing in the circus together, are literally the actual circus costumes from the circus itself. So I thought that was super cool uh overall enjoyment uh, again a 5 yeah like whether you're going to try to be like that grizzled hard and stoic i don't do these kind of movies i don't do musicals or not this is one of those it's just uh happily re- relentless and grabbing your attention and just not letting go till the credits roll uh you will walk out of either uh, man cave she shed living room movie theater with a smile on your face i guarantee
0: Alright, so with your 4.6 average and my 4.5, we're going to give this a 4.5 average, which is just the highest I believe we've ranked the movie so far. Now, on a closing note, uh, I did have the wonderful, wonderful privilege of going and seeing the original Barnum Bailey Circus Tent and see a performance in that before they shut down uh it was a great show was it the greatest show on earth i remember it and i went as a kid i am now in my late 30s almost 40s so, so it was the greatest show for a little kid to see so if you did not have that wonderful privilege as a kid it would be very beneficial for you to watch this show it does portray the service. it does give you that that sense of awe and wonder and that and it does give you Uh, what you pay to see. Uh, It gives you the the circus, and it gives you a musical. Mm. So I definitely encourage you to watch this. Thank you for tuning in to the Movie Man of Georgia. Join us next week when we discuss another movie. Good night.